So like if you paying somebody to do something but you still got to do it, you either have a control issue or you hired the wrong person. And you need to figure out which one it is. Because if you pay somebody to do something, they should do what you paid them to do. This week, our show is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Organifi just launched a green juice with a with a, a slight twist, guys. They've added their crisp apple, right? Apples have arrived, introducing the refreshing taste of new Organifi green juice, crisp apple. All the benefits you've come to love in the classic reset green juice with a new juicy twist. Enjoy the same fan favorite nourishing ingredients, ashwagandha, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, designed to hydrate, energize, and support cortisol balance. The new green juice, the crisp apple juice, guys, is made with organic, wholesome, hand-picked apples, and it tastes like a fresh, juicy slice in every sip. If mint just isn't for you, this refreshing new recipe certainly is. Making it the first of its kind, the whole family will love, all right? So the kids can get in on this one, guys. Apple juice, as you've never tasted it before, now for a limited time. Take the meh out of the mornings with the green juice apple crisp from Organifi. Make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on y'all? What Give it up doing? y'all, come on. I got Dr. King to my left, your right. Give it up for Jamal King, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I have a dream. And I got Douglas to my right, to y'all left. Give it up for Eric Thomas. So man, we're here, uh, obviously as you can hear throughout the world, we're here live in Mexico with the greatest studio audience ever assembled. Give yourselves a round of applause. Come on, man. Y'all not here, and you're losing if you're not here. Flat out. Y'all know you're listening. You're like, dang, I was going to buy my ticket. No, you wasn't. Shut up. You should be here. Uh, we having a fantastic time. Um, I want to know, man, maybe from any of the fellas who brought their wives. Uh, uh, ladies, I'm going to get on y'all real quick. What is it about y'all having to have 72 suitcases for? Oh, no, I'm serious. Like, no, it, it, no, I'm saying it's out of hand now. I told my wife, I'm like, we got three suitcases just for us. I ain't got number two pair of shorts, some t-shirts. Ladies, what are y'all? Okay, is anybody else anybody else having that issue well, up here? Yeah, Didi said it was hot, so she was gonna have to change at least twice. She was like, you don't mind being funky. I don't wanna be funky. I need three outfits because of the heat, so. Listen, I saw Lashana rolling through the airport with two huge suitcases, a little roller. I'm like, yo, what is? By herself. 
Uh, ladies, anybody else out there having that issue? Okay, I see. If, uh, options. Okay, y'all need options. All right, I get it. Um, man, I want to give a big shout out to the to the Ishkaret staff and just the the whole resort is just crazy. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm all talking about yeah, I got on the scale and I lost some weight. I was like, I don't know what you're doing, bro. I've been eating for real. Like I'm eating, like you know the type of eating you do when you start telling yourself, like, yo, as soon as I get back to the crib, I'm off this. I'm, I'm getting right back to it. You know what I'm saying? You be eating, like during your eating, you like, as soon as I get back, I'm shutting it down. But for these four days I got left, it's on. So um, anyway, man, E, as always, you know, comes with our topics, usually by texting me and, and being irritated by somebody. And um, that's the truth, 90% is yeah. irritation. And so I just put him in my phone and I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm looking through my text this morning and thinking about, you know, what we're gonna get into. And we also wanna give you guys, because you're here and we never have a live studio audience, uh, a chance to ask a few questions towards the end. Of course, E has a, a flight to catch. Uh, we got a graduation, correct? Jada, boom boom. His daughter graduating from Michigan State for the second time. Um, and also, we have a uh, uh, one leaving Michigan State and one coming into Michigan State for Ayana. Ma's daughter be attending Michigan State in the fall, so. Man, just Spartan love all the way around. But he texted me uh, early in the week and was like, man, you can't make demands if you're not making decisions. And I was like, okay. Like, he was, I was like, you want to expound? He was like, no, I said on the pod. Yeah. So, um, E, you can't make demands if you're not making decisions. Yeah, so I, I want y'all to write that down because one of the things that I'm starting to see is that people make more demands than they make decisions. Right? And I want you to know that there's, there's a ratio that has to happen, right? And, and I mean this. There are people who come to me all the time, like, okay, E, I want you to pay me this much. You know, I want you to, I want to fly first class. You know, it's a lot of stuff. And none of the stuff that people say to me do I think is off the wall. Like, I agree with you. But you're asking another human to do something for you that you should be doing for yourself. So, I want y'all to hear this, please. Nothing wrong with making demands. But if you are not making the decisions, then you have to pull back on some of the demands. Like, for real, stop, stop asking for a certain lifestyle if you're not in control of your life. If you're leaving the responsibility of your life to someone else, which isn't always a bad idea, you know, I let C make most of the decisions because he's a bit better decision maker in a lot of the things that pertain to this company. But if he has to make the decisions, I don't get to make the demands. All right? I want to make sure that's clear. So as humans, we love to say this, we should, like, how much you making, C? Well, why are you making that much? And I'm not making that much because you're not making the decisions. You're not taking the risk. You're not making the sacrifices. The money... The, the, here's what uh, LaShawn and I had a, uh, a talk yesterday and I was like and, and we probably should get into this because I think this is important but while I'm in paradise there are just certain things I'm not going to entertain when I'm in paradise does that make sense? Yeah. doesn't mean it's not important it's not an emergency but it just means when I wake up in Lansing tomorrow I'm not going to have this water 
Does that make sense? So when I get to Lansing, I can deal with Lansing stuff. I can deal with Lansing what? But when I'm here in paradise, I need to be dealing with what? Paradise stuff. No, come on, hear what I'm saying. There are those of you who have paid people to be responsible, but you still got your hand in the responsibility. Like you need to stop paying people or you need to stop asking people to do stuff if you're going to have to do it and they doing it. Does that make sense? So like if you paying somebody to do something, but you still got to do it, you either have a control issue or you hired the wrong person. And you need to figure out which one it is. Because if you pay somebody to do something, they should do what you paid them to do. So when I, when I heard about the situation, I was just like, oh, you call Shelly. That's who you need to call. Like, that's not my responsibility. C always says just because you can doesn't mean you should. Does that make sense? Come on, I want to free somebody. Does that make sense? And let me tell y'all something. Man, I got hit with the okie doke. All right. So how many of y'all was at Game Changers? Anybody was at Game Changers? All right. So if you was at Game Changers, all right, and you heard this before, like C always say, pretend like you didn't hear it. So we get the Game Changers, and these are very talented people, right? So I walk in, I'm thinking about what do I need to say to these talented people? So I was like, I got it. I will give anybody that can come up here and juggle these six balls, I'll give you $1,000 out of my pocket like I'm mall. You feel me? I'm pulling out my pocket like I'm mall. He ain't never had cash in right, his life. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm about to be mall, about to pop. So you know they get $1,000. I'm like, who, who won it? $1,000. All right. I was like, all right, come on, let's go. $1,000. Two volunteers came up. I was like, all right, I'll give you $1,000 if you can juggle six of these balls. They were looking crazy, balls everywhere. I was like, all right, that's too much. $1,000 for five. All right, too much. $1,000 for four. Too much. $1,000 for three. Raise your hand if you think that they were able, there's a couple, that they was able to at least do three for the thousand. Raise your hand. I'll be, don't, this ain't, you ain't about to get paid if, or not. I ain't say I was going to give you a thousand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what do you think? You think that they were, how many people think at least one of the people were able to do it that came up and volunteered for the thousand? Let me see your hands. You think they were able to do it. All right, hands down. You don't think they were able to do it. Let me see your hands. Yeah, they couldn't do three. <laughs> I was like, I ain't paying nobody to do two. <laughs> right? One dude couldn't even, he did two, but he was like... <laughs> The young lady was like, boom. So what am I saying? I'm saying I told them, it's not that you can't juggle, you just can't juggle six things. So when I was here, I was like, yo, I refuse to juggle more than the schedule that they gave me and the time with Didi. But y'all know how life is. Somebody called me like, hey, um, there was a, 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 a professional athlete that died on a horrific you know, accident not too long ago. And somebody hit me up, was like, yo, my daughter was their um, wife that I'm close to. Can you call? See, you know I was struggling, see? I was struggling. But all I heard God say was, that's not what you agreed to do when you came here. You didn't agree to be on the phone, counseling, walking nobody through. And I'm not trying to be cruel, but when you get home, the situation will be the exact same as it is right now, and you could call when you get home. Does that make sense? But that's something that, here's what I want you to write down real quick. Write down what is that ball that's constantly distracting you? What's that ball that's constantly distracting you? 
All right. And what decisions do you need to make so that that when you get home, that that ball that you know you're not supposed to be juggling, that it no longer distracts you. So we're going to get into it, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. And I'm not being crude because I'm the type of person that when you give me your demands, I'm going to try as much as I can to meet your demands. But nobody owes you to meet your demands. If you want your demands met, you have to three things. Number one, become a better decision maker. Number two, you gotta be willing to take the risk, which means I'm gonna put the money up so if something happens, you don't have to worry about coming out your pocket. And then the final one is there's a specific sacrifice you're gonna have to make. If you're willing to do all three, now, when I'm working with football programs or basketball programs, I explain to them that team that you're playing against, they are also professionals, they're also one percenters. The only thing that's gonna separate you from them is you're gonna have to make better decisions with the ball in your hand, you're gonna have to make better decisions on defense, you're gonna have to take calculated risk, and you're gonna have to make some sacrifices. Oh, what you mean by that? During the playoffs, LeBron cuts off his social media. There are gonna be some things that you can do because you got the money to do, and you have the freedom to do, that you're gonna have to stop doing, why? Because everybody else is drinking during the playoffs, everybody else is smoking during the playoffs, a lot of other guys are running around, a lot of people partying, a lot of people staying up late. So if you would just make these small adjustments from a playoff start in the NFL December? Uh, January. January? So, so shoot, we just talking about January and February. We talk about a month and a half. All you gotta do is do those three things. How many of y'all believe that 80% or 90% of them make those three adjustments, raise your hands. Yep. How many of you feel like they don't raise your hand? Okay, let me ask you like this. How many of you believe that what I asked them to do is doable, raise your hand? Good. So again, I'm gonna give it to the fellas. I'm, I'm giving you three things on this podcast that will alter your life forever. Number one, I learned being with these gentlemen, E, you have to become a great decision maker. So when we had the book deal, C, talk to them, not me. Why? Because there were certain decisions we had to make. Can you go through that process, CJ, of first why we even did the book yeah. and then the process of your decision making? So, and, and this is crucial, and I want everybody to pick up on this. One of the, like, I get paid to make decisions. I tell my team all the time, I don't get paid to work like that. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that, I'm going to be real, even in the meeting I was in in New York, we were in there. This dude is a big time dude. He just make decisions all day, but I realized that most people don't want to make decisions and they don't want to make tough decisions, right? So like one of my gifts is I'm able to be very direct. And it's crazy because I feel like I get a bad rep. Like people think I'm mean or like, wherever. you know, maybe a little too, you know, aggressive, right? But let me tell you why I am because most people don't understand nuance. Does that make sense? Like if somebody came up and was like, yo, see, I need 15 minutes of your time and I'm with my family and I say, Hey, um, I'm, I'm with the fan, right? Just, I need a couple. You, they gonna keep pushing. But I'm gonna just say, hey, no. <laughs> right, that way it's clear. And so I had to teach E that early on. I was like, yo, E, you leaving too much gray area in your decisions. 
So we'll have, like, he wouldn't want it, like, oh, E, can you come speak for our school? He'll be like, uh, knowing he could not do it, didn't want to do it, he'll be like, uh, yeah, oh, you know what, I, I should be able to, I'm going to see, what time, it started at 2, I'm like, E, we got, you done already committed to three speaking engagements at 2. How you committing to a fourth? But what I real, listen to what I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all, some of you want to be millionaires, right? You want to be big time, you want to have a lot of money in the bank, but yet you don't want to make simple decisions. And you don't want to make the decisions that are uncomfortable. Because let me tell you something, the decisions that are easy, no, everybody can make those. I'm just being real. The ones that's easy, everybody can make those. But when you have to go actually have a hard conversation with somebody, let me give you an example. And this is like, like I wrote down on my phone while he was talking, faithful over few, right? And he always talk about like, see, ain't necessarily one running around quoting scriptures. I take the five or six that I know and apply that blank out of them. Faithful over few. So let me tell you this, and Carl will tell you, I'm talking about when we didn't have nothing, I was faithful over a few, and I treated it like it was a million-dollar business. So I had somebody who, when we start doing our thing, they were speaking, and they came up under us. And he had a gig that he couldn't do, and I hit my man and was like, hey, this company, they got an opportunity. You know, it's 10 grand. Like, I'm going to look out for you. Now, I know you ain't never made over 2,500 in your life. So... I'm gonna give you this gig, it's 10 grand, I wanna go 50-50. Fair or not? Okay, y'all saying fair, cool. And I thought it was fair too. But look, I had a very direct conversation with him up front. First of all, the, mo the mistake most of y'all gonna make, you're not gonna make the decision to have the conversation up front. You're gonna say, I'm gonna look out for you and then you hoping on the back end that they look, that's not how it works. And if you can't do it on a $10,000 level, you can't do it on a $10 million level. And so what I realized is, okay, I had the conversation with my man. That's step one. Now, Carl, me and Carl have had this conversation. I'm going to let Carl get in in a minute because I, I had to tell Carl, like, yo, people are going to punk you your entire life if you don't start standing up for yourself and making decisions. We had this conversation. So I said, my man, bet, cool, right? Well, the gig ended up not happening like that month, right? Like, I don't know what happened. The company was like, okay, he can't do it, but we like this guy, but we'll give him a shot. So it was like two months later. I gave him the contact, everything. Like, cool, it's a, it's a friend. I'm not tripping. Like, cool, you can handle your business. So about three months later, I saw the individual who initially was asking for E. And I was like, oh, what's up? And it was like, oh, good. And you know what? Hey, I appreciate that recommendation. Such and such came in here and killed it. They what? Yeah, we had them come in last month, do the try. That was phenomenal. I was like, word. Most of y'all, again, you scared to make decisions. So you sitting there figuring out, how do I, should I, let me go talk to 10 people. No, the right thing to do is what I did. What I do? Picked up the phone. Hold on, you said, what was the date? Oh, by, did you happen to... Pay the fee? Yeah, we, of course we paid the fee. Okay, let me get you on the line. And, and let's just say I called the person and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I was, I, what do you think they said? I was just about to call you. <laughs> my bad, I, shoot, see, I, you wouldn't even believe it. I had my phone on the dial and in my hand. Cap. So I said, yo, what's up with that? But now the person said, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm meaning to talk to you. I said, no, 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 you don't got to talk. I just need my check. 
And they said, well, well how did you come up with 50-50 anyway? And, I, you know, we had a conversation. Long story short, you know I got my 50-50. Um, but now, how, how likely do you think I was to refer to that person again? Right. And so, listen, I'm trying to tell you this story because I'm telling you, listen, when you operate in integrity and purpose, like, I had that conversation up front. So I know what I said and he knows what I said. So I'm able to make that decision. I've been making decisions that will protect this squad and elevate this squad since day one. And they're not always easy decisions. I've had to fire some folks. I've had to get, like, we've had some crazy issues in our day where I had to go and do some real work. And in order to be on the next level, you have to make that decision. And that's why I always used to get mad at E. E would literally, like, I'm like, E, I get it. Like, you elevate me as the leader, but everybody in their mama know at the end of the day, I'm going to defer to you. So we got decisions that need to be made. And every time we have, I'm, when I say E will walk out the room, I'm not talking about walk out the room like later. I'm talking about it, we'll be in the room, Carl will tell you. And like, I, you know me, I, get, I, I, I can get loud and I might be like, hey, you better chill out. And E will be like, whoop, my cue. And he would get and, a phone call right at that time. Right, he would get on the phone, he'd be in the back. You hear, I'm like, and, and I had to have a conversation with him and I was like, E. Dog, you have to understand something. This is what we get paid to do, make decisions. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And most people can't get over the uncomfortability of your own feelings to make the decision you know you're supposed to make. So you let people call your phone and chew your ear for an hour and a half when you should be working on something because you don't want to say, hey, Loki, I love you. Get off my phone. I love it. Uh, uh, how many people know Toby? Now, Toby, and he'd he be like, yo, Toby is like me on steroids, right? Like, I'm talking about, like, he, he all go. He ain't really worried about your feelings. He is mission-driven. But what I tell E all the time is, you know why? Like, and, and E, you know, yell at Toby a lot because he like, you're too aggressive. But I actually prefer that because I know where Toby stands at all times. Some people, you, you don't want to make decisions. You want to sit back and gossip in the background. I don't never have to worry about that with Toby. He's going to tell me straight to my face exactly what's on his mind. And so I don't mind that. But some of you, you're being crippled by the fact that you don't want to make a decision. So when he's talking about you want to make demands, you don't want to make decisions, how can you possibly be where Maul is in life and be a multimillionaire running a whole bunch of different businesses if you're scared to make uncomfortable decisions? And so that was a conversation E and I had to have. And I was like, yo, I don't mind being your muscle. I'll be the hitman all day. But there are going to come times in our relationship where we're sitting in board meetings with billionaires and they want to know that the head, who they view as the head, is able to make decisions as well. And so E, yeah, I'll let you take it. So, I, so C said something. Please catch this. If you want to be wealthy, you are, your first job is what? Don't, don't, don't get that twisted. Some of y'all heard it and you didn't catch it. Whatever you're doing, the thing that you do first and you must master is decision-making. Because if you're not a good decision-maker, nothing else matters. So I used to think that I was in the speaking business. I thought I was in the people business. That's why I let him do what he did and I did what I do. And she was like, no, 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 no. You have, the assessment taught me when I saw all four, like you have to be all four. I was like, E, you can't be a people person when we need to be making decisions. When we're making decisions, and what she said, the second part, 
and I'm going to give it to them all. The second part that I think was critical for me is that I realized there were certain people, right, wrong, or indifferent, that didn't view C as they viewed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they like, bro, you're 12 years younger than you. Like, we follow you. So even though C would say no, it would be like that kid who know they mama spoil them. I just said no, Eden slid him his number on the back end and text E. I done found out Eden told him yes. You feel me? So it'd be like, mom, dad said absolutely not. And then you went to mom like, mom, can I go to the prom? You didn't say dad said no. You came to mom. And why did you come to mom? Because you knew. So I realized God rebuked me at three o'clock in the morning. And God is saying, it's okay that you're letting C be the decision maker. But now he had to show me like a hood analogy. You were actually taking C out on a fight and you starting to fight and they see in there fighting them and you leave. <laughs> like God had to show me and something I understood. Like you're literally in a fight. Like you started it. Like you see there, you know, C got the muscle and my man look at you and you look at my man like, what? Oh, but you don't want none of this. And so my man, like I do want some. And then you like, hey, C, he wants some. Eminem came in off the top rope. <laughs> I went to go tag him in. <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> and God was like, yo, it's okay that C's making the decisions, but it's not okay that you are sabotaging your own decision maker. So what you need to do, if you ain't going to make no decisions, cool. But stop making decisions if you ain't going to make no decisions. Meaning, if C said no, don't let them come to you. You, you say... What CJ say? CJ said no. Well, then I'm saying no. No, because I do have the power to say yes. But if C made the decision, he doesn't want me to come back and make a different decision than he made. So I would let C build up with one hand, and then I would go and tear it down with the other hand. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, well, let me bring Carl in first because I want to. Um, I want Carl to kind of talk about you know because we've had this conversation. And like I said, I think sometimes people would view me and be like, yo, she's aggressive again. People don't understand nuance. So I just got to tell you like it is. And again, making decisions on the smaller level allows you to make decisions on a larger level. And so, Carl, there was many a times where I would maybe leave something to you and I would be like, yo, what happened? And you would be like, oh, my man said he was just going. And I think it was like you were choosing to see like the best in people. And I don't walk around just thinking the worst of people. But I do understand that in business, most people are in it for what they can get for themselves. And everybody ain't having worship before they start their company yeah. meetings. Yeah. And when everybody ain't praying together yeah. and got E.T. as their fearless leader. These guys got sharks as their leaders. And you had to learn that lesson the hard way. So talk about even though it's not in your nature. And please, uh, how many people have taken the disc assessment in here? Well, I, don't care. I, I don't care if you're not a pilot. It don't matter to me. There's no excuse for not making a decision. And that's what I had to tell Carl. I understand that you kind of been the eyes and ears, and you kind of roll in the background, it's not an excuse for not making decisions. So, Carl, talk about that learning process. So, I want to see in the, the rooms in the hand, if you're listening online, like, just think about this for yourself. Like, in the room, how many of you do struggle with making decisions? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Let me say it like that. I'm a, I'm a younger brother, so I live my life with, that, that's not an excuse, because CJ, a younger brother too, Maul, a younger brother, that's not an excuse. But I'm saying I got such a big habit of allowing my older brother to do stuff. Like at school, E, I did start the fights at school because I had my brother and his friends. So I, I didn't have to worry about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, just did what was comfortable. 
But what he started with is like, I got to a point where I'm realizing like, I do want more though. And if I'm going to get the stuff that I want, there's other things that I have to do. So she's not going to say it like this, but she said to me, Carl, when you're dealing with business, and again, guys, you got to understand, like, my heart is pure. So I am on the phone talking to companies about, like, our courses and what we could do. And I'm just like, man, our goal is to help people. Their goal is to make money. So while I'm on there, like, all right, cool, whatever. And they're like, yo, we'll do this deal. And I'm not thinking deal. That's not where I am. I'm thinking people. And she said to me, as blunt as he could, like, yo, if they ain't on the stage with us, we can't trust them. And I was like, huh? He's like, yo, I want you to understand, like, I'm not, what he just said, I'm not trying to be mean, but I want you to have that mindset that if they're not on the stage, if they're not here with us, they're not family, and you can't trust them. I want you to treat people like that from now on. That's against every Christian value that I've ever been taught. I'm just being real. Like, think about it. That's against every value that I've ever been taught. But as I think about life, I'm like, yo, there's certain things that, are, that keep happening. I keep having to run back to CJ like, yo, this is the deal they said. It, somewhere in my heart, I know it don't sound like it worked for us, but like, how do we? I had to run back to Josh a couple of times. Josh had to get on the phone. And I'm just being real. Like, I don't feel good having to run to another grown man like, yo, come cover my back. At this point in my life, that was cool when I was 13 and I had an older brother. But I'm saying because of the habit that I've developed for so long, it's tough. But the shift that I'm getting now is the fact that when I got values and pillars that my life depend on, that's the thing that I have to look at every day now. And when I look at that, it gets just a little easier every day. And, and man, <laughs> Maul, I'll give him our conversation a week ago. I called Maul like, Maul, I ain't work out yet. Like, I was just joking, icebreaker. Maul, what you doing, man? I ain't even work out yet. I'm going to get to it in a second. And Maul got quiet. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Maul said, hey, did you brush your teeth? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I brushed my He's like, did you eat? I was like, yeah. He's like, then you don't really want to work out. I, I don't, dude, I've worked out every day since then. And I'm just being real, it was, it was just a reminder, like, if this is important to you, you got to do certain things that's not uncomfortable. I still had the meetings, I still had the calls, I still got the kids, I still got everything. But if this is important to me, I got to make some adjustments, and one of the adjustments to C's point is there's some decisions that you got to make. They pushed me to start the Solo Creator Pro program. I'm like, yo, I need to start nothing. We good over here? They're like, no, 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 you're not going to understand this until you start something. And for those of you that raised your hand about making decisions, man, let me just say it like this. If I didn't start Solo Creator Pro, I wouldn't be partnered with Nikki doing Deeper Than The Brand now and helping so many people. We here, we doing calls last night. So, people on the calls, like, almost to tears. But, like, that was a decision that I had to get like, man, I got to lead some? Uh, all right, let me get out here and try. And, uh, and well, I'm wearing the shirt. I can't try. I got to execute. And sure enough, like programs are being developed. We're growing all because of, like, dude, you just got to make some decisions to see small. Start with small stuff. Start with what are you doing the first thing when you wake up in the morning? Is that what you want to do? Like, be real with yourself. What is the first thing? Are you really, really, really trying to scroll and see what happened to Dave Chappelle first thing in the morning? I'm just being real. Is that the first thing that you want to wake up to? But that's what we're doing. How many of y'all check that real early? I'm just being real. It's, it's what we're doing. And to Maul's credit, the pillars change all that. Like, no, these things have to happen first, and the rest of my day could go where it needs. But, yeah. Hello? You on? What's it on? It all right, on. yeah. So the reason why, like, like, what I want y'all to understand and write this down, that there's a decision in the decision. All right, there's a decision in the decision. 
you, I, what I want you guys, the ones that raise your hand, I want you to start visualizing, right? Start visualizing yourself make decisions. Like, look at your life and then bring up times when you might have to make a decision. Play that scenario out in your head. And, and make the decision in the visualization. Make that decision. See yourself making that decision. And then now, see what the outcomes are in the decision that you're playing out in your head. I'm telling you, this has changed my life. The reason why I'm so big on those five pillars, for those that don't know, is faith, family, finance, fitness, and freedom. It's because I've been playing out, I've been making decisions in that visualization of all five pillars. I looked at it where it was like, all right, if I'm not, if I'm not, if I don't, if I don't get up every single day, I've been doing this for probably about like almost 18 years now, where I get up, the first thing I do is focus on one scripture. I make a decision to focus on one scripture. Why? Because it's a decision and a decision. Because one day, one day somebody, my parents might be sick. One day something might happen with my spouse and I'm gonna need to remember what that scripture was. I'm gonna need to be able to lean on that scripture to carry me through. I understand that right now, yep, I'm, I'm 44 years old, I'm, I'm in shape, you know, I'm good, but I, I see in front of me and I see how when, when, when people get older, especially black males, you know, we, we don't walk the same anymore. Our, our blood levels are high. Um, you know, we, things are not working the same. We get, you know, we get, we get the stomach and things like that, our back start hurting. So I made the decision to work out every single day so that I don't have to make that decision later. 20, 30 years later. So that's what I mean by saying there's a decision in the decision. I can go on and go on even with my family, you know, with Camille. I've seen, I, you don't have to wait for divorce to take place to make a decision. See, when you wait for something to happen, then now you have to make a decision, the decision that you don't want to make. You got to make that decision based off of the circumstance that you're in. But if you make a decision beforehand that I'm going to spend time with my spouse, I'm going to put in work with my family, then now you don't never get to that decision. You get to the easier decision that you have to make later on in life. So I mean, do y'all get what I'm saying with that? You have, to, you have to go ahead of your life. Yeah, there's a lot of things that's taking place in your life right now. You can't change it. The reason why things are taking place in your life right now, you're making these hard decisions today, is because you didn't make a decision years ago. So now you are literally living in the decision that you didn't make, yeah. and you don't want to make a new decision. Yeah, or, or you're in the decision that you didn't know it was a decision. Like you just, it's a habit now, but a habit is a decision first. And so now you're so, you're, and I told y'all this, I want you to be free. So now you are a slave to you, meaning you are a slave to the decisions you make to the point that you don't even know you're making them, but you're getting outcomes from them. Does that make sense? Like your, out, your outcomes are based on the decisions you make. So please, before we go to the second one, I need you to, I need you to hear this. You, your number one job as a human is to make, come on, is to make Come on, it's to make. So then you need to go to school for, you need to pray, you need to be in a community with people who understand how important decisions are. I just wanna make sure that make, I wanna make sure you hear what I'm saying. So for those of you who are married and you don't feel like you're, 
you're experiencing marital bliss, you're not making marital bliss decisions. Like, it ain't nothing wrong with your marriage. It ain't nothing wrong. Somebody hit me the other day. E, she just ain't who I thought she I said, what? How we get there? <laughs> he was like, E, she ain't the person that I fell in love with. I was like, what is she? That don't make sense. I said, she is the same person. The problem is now y'all married, y'all living together. Y'all got kids, you have responsibilities. So you're making decisions that you didn't have to make when you got to go back to your room and she got to go back to where she lived. Now y'all making decisions together that are affecting you in a way you're not at. So I just want to make sure y'all clear. Go home and get a four-year degree in decision-making. Go get a master's in decision-making. Go get a PhD in decision-making. Because anything else you do is going to go smooth. But if you're not a good decision-maker, does that make sense? You're certain. Now, the reason why I told Carl you need to be a good decision maker because he's a grounds crew. So if anybody knows anything about a grounds crew at the airport, where is the grounds crew at the airport? Where, is, where do you see a grounds crew at the airport? Say it again. Where, where on the ground? You say on the ground. I've seen them on the plane before. It's good. Where? Good. Where? One more time. Where? They're the only ones that are everywhere. A flight attendant is where? On the plane. You don't interact with me until you pay your ticket. You don't even interact with the pilot. You know what I'm saying? They go in and shut the door. Air traffic control, you probably have never seen them a day in your life. You deal with the grounds crew every day. They everywhere. So I was like, Carl, there's no way you're not going to be a good, be a good decision maker. You everywhere in the company. You touch everything. You need to be sweeter than CJ because you touch everything. Now watch this. Show you how important decision-making is. 90% of the people that want to deal with us, of this group, when you talk business, who do they go to? They don't go to me. Who? They, they definitely don't go to CJ. Now it would be good if they went to CJ. They definitely don't go to CJ. They go to who? And why do they go to Carl? And why do they go to Carl? He's a listener, one, he ground screw. And then they feel like they have the best chance to do whatever they trying to do. They don't feel, they ain't about to try to come to CJ when he says they said 50-50. They trying to come to Carl to see if they can 80-20 us. Am I being real, Carl? They going to Carl. So I want to show you why we all need to be great decision makers. Because there are certain people Carl meet. We never even meet these people until Carl introduce them to us. We don't even know who they are. They come to Carl with these great ideas. Don't nobody come to see they with their ideas. If you come to see, you stupid. You already, you got to know that if you come to see with an idea, 90% of those about to get waxed. Boom. They in the air, them jokers getting shot down. You're not even going to get to them. And we respect that. Why? Because no stuff. So, so I just want y'all to see. Some of y'all, you hear us, but you're not listening. You're like, oh, yeah, decision maker. I need to be a better decision maker. No, you don't. Decision making is the lifeblood of business. It is the lifeblood of your relationship. Why, don't you, why can't you stay in your spouse sometimes? Because of the decision they made that you didn't feel was in your best interest. Or they did something to you that you didn't particularly care for. So they weren't thinking about you when they did it. They were thinking about themselves. Does that make sense? Anybody who's blissful, they own some mutual stuff. They like, I could say that, but where that's going to lead to, I'm not going to say that. 
an immature decision maker will do things that they feel in the moment that will cost them later. So I was just with somebody today and we were talking about, you know, whatever. And I said, bro, here's how you got to see it. Is that decision that you made going to add to the life you have or is it going to take away from the life you have? And if you're going to build with this head and tear down with this head, that's not a good decision. Does that make sense? So we're going to become masters of our, come on, we're going to become masters of our, okay, some of y'all didn't go to Baptist church. I'm going to need a Baptist church in you. We need to become masters of our, nothing is more important than our, nothing in our day is as important as the, that we make. Is that clear? Good. Let's go to the next one. Risk. Let's talk about risk. E. Good. So you have absolutely no right to tell me how much money you want to make if you're not taking risk. If I got to put my money up, if I got to put my reputation up. So I'm going to give y'all a real story. It's real. I got a UFC fighter that I'm working with. I came in this person's life. They were supposed to be the number one UFC fighter in the world, maybe, I don't know, three years ago. Unfortunately, they got in the ring. I guess they weren't ready, super young. They was going to be the youngest ever. Got their leg blew out. Some kind of way. Here's what I love about life. They called me before they fought, but I guess they were so sweet, they ain't really take it serious. Shattered leg, I-E-T, we all eat that, y'all ears now. E-T, I need, I'm like, all right, bet, let's talk. My job is to get you mentally prepared to get back in this fight. I'm not gonna charge you nothing. But if you blow up, then I'm, we gonna start finding out how I can get compensated for my time. Cause now you making money, right? So we start working together. They won their first fight, won their second fight. Now they got a third fight coming up, right? So now they number 10, so they climbing. So I called somebody I'm doing business with, and I was like, yo, I need you to do me a favor. I'm gonna need you to help them with their NFTs. So I get a call from them, like, man, thank you so much for the people we working with. I wanna go over the contract with you. Make sure you think the contract is straight. I said, the contract? What contract? She's like, the one that we and I, you ain't know? I was like, no, I'm not about no contract. She's like, oh yeah, that's why I was calling you, because it seemed strange that they kept calling me but she was never on the phone. I was like, oh, okay, so let's talk about, what's the, give me the contract. And so as we were doing the contract, I didn't hear nothing about Eric Thomas. I heard her percent and they percent. I was like, oh, okay, let me get on the phone. Like, cause now she got me fully, I'm, I'm like, I'm about three credits from a master's degree. I got a couple <laughs> practicum hours and about three credits, I got one class left. Hey, he done. called me about it, I was like, what you gonna do? <laughs> So I, I picked up the phone and we had a conversation. Now, mind you, CJ, as the guru, checked me and said, this is why I told you you should have had a conversation up front. Because now you got to have it on the back end and it's going to be some feelings now. Ain't no feelings when you have it up front. But on the back, now we got feelings. And you think or if it is feelings, you know you could stand on we already had the conversation. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And so I called and was like, yo, I heard we got a contract. Oh, yeah, we got a contract. I love it. C that CJ is not lying. I was about to call you about, the, about that. And I was like, oh, okay, and what were you gonna tell me? Oh, I was gonna tell you that we was gonna give you a finder's fee. I said, a finder's fee? <laughs> a what? A referral. I said, listen to me very closely, and I'm not being disrespectful. I built that relationship. 
I built that relationship. Let's be real about life. If you was that sweet and you are sweet at what you do, that's why I work with you. I don't know nobody that's doing it on the level that you do, but you do not have the ability to get people to buy into you and believe in you. So you got a sweet product, but you ain't got no clients. I get clients. I get the people. In this group, I know what my job is. I, I live with integrity for a reason. <laughs> I don't do the programs, but I make people believe that when you take our programs, you're going to be blessed. That's my job, to live with and walk in integrity. I said, listen to me very closely. I didn't charge her for this. I didn't charge her for that. I didn't charge her for this. This, I, so I felt the feeling, so I was like, Josh, I'm gonna need you to come in here because <laughs> feelings, nothing more than feelings. <laughs> feelings that I can't explain. I was like, no, Josh, you text me here. first and I was like, E, I'm on the airplane. I oh, oh yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, Josh, so Josh got on, they was on for about an hour. Got off, Eric, you'll get this percent, you'll get this percent. I said, look, do me a huge favor. I'm gonna bring them to you. But I, I and so they were like, well, we didn't, I said, hear me closely. Because I made the risk. This business is meant to bless my son and my daughter. This is theirs. This don't got nothing to do with you. You happen to be blessed enough to know what you're doing to get something from this, but I want ownership. I don't want no check that you, I go make a check on my own. I make good money. I'm not doing this business to make money. I don't care how much you told me, me and C on, on that. Uh, more, they going out making me a billionaire. I don't need you in the process of helping me make money. This is to help my son figure out what his legacy is. I need ownership. As long as she making money, I need to make some because she will not be number one by the grace of God without the gift that he's given me. For your gift shall make room for you. Not my gift shall make, make, make room for you. Come on. My gift shall make room for me and mine. And then hear this, and whoever I decide that I want to bless is my business. Some of you got it twisted. You're not making no, you're not, you're not, you ain't, ain't no risk for you. But you want to be able to make demands. You can't make demands if you can't make the risk. You can't take the risk, you can't make the demand. Once you do the risk, so then I love it. They were like, well, we were going to make the total investment. Of course you were, but I don't need you to make it. I got money. I make it on my own. I don't, I don't need your money to do it. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just laying out, I get to determine the rules because I created the situation. Most of you want to make some rules on something you ain't even create. You didn't create it. You're only benefiting off of it. So when you're benefiting from it, you got to take it as it is. And so even as a speaker, there's some industries that I go to. I didn't create the 10,000 people that's in the room. So I don't get to dictate. I either get to say, yes, I can do it for that amount or no, I can't do it for that amount. Yes, I can stay in that hotel. Yes, I can take that flight, but I don't get to make demands, why? Now, when the book came out, I get to make demands, why? You about to get paid off my story. You about to get paid off my life. You about to get paid off my, so whatever you make it, I need to make. Now you, go, you the machine, and you are gonna do some phenomenal stuff, but even the machine needs a story. So if I'm gonna give you my story, we gonna, we gonna at least 50-50 benefit, and on the next one, I'm gonna prove my worth and we're going to shift it from 50-50 and I'm going to get more out the deal than you get out the deal. Or I'm going to go somewhere else with somebody who understands that and they're ready to, they're ready to play ball. But some of y'all trying to play ball and you ain't, you ain't an owner of the team, you ain't a part owner of the team, you ain't a GM on the team, you a player. 
but because you're a good player, they could trade you and get somebody else any day. When you put, when you stroke the check, when you stroke the check, you get to make certain decisions. You ain't stroking the check, you don't get to make the decisions. E.T., ladies and gentlemen, give it up for him. Um, real quick, uh, I do need y'all to go order that, pre-order that UOU. How many people here pre-ordered? Okay. Make some noise if you pre-ordered. I can't see. Okay. Okay, for the rest of y'all, I need y'all to go pre-order uh, UOU. Listen, man, we're trying to get E.T. to the New York Times bestseller list. We had, a, we had a strong start. Like we announced it last week on the podcast, we had a very strong start. Um, the publishing company hit us. They were excited. Well, we need to do more. All right, so if you out there, you listening across the world, I need you to order these books, pre-order them. If you're a teacher, a school, convince your school to order them for the rest of the school, and uh, let's get E.T. Why to the New York Times. Um, what did they say? What, what, who you said? talked to them, the people. Why did they say, because we could have waited till the book come out, then pushed it. Why did they say push it before it came out? Oh, yeah, because that's how we get the numbers up, and that's how the Barnes and & Nobles and the Hudson News of the world, that's how they order more books is by how many pre-orders you have. So we want to pre-order as much as possible, uh, whatever format you need to use. Get five of them, pass them out to your friends. For all my baller friends out there listening and listening to land, get ten of them and just pass them out so we can get ET to the top. Um, I do want to save time for a couple questions since we got a live studio audience. Do we have all the mics here, Carl? Can we, um, can we get a runner for mics, a quest, maybe one other person to volunteer? Stick your hand up real quick if you got a question for ET. I know ET got to get on the flight, head back. Um, but I would hey, love. Hey, can y'all do me a huge favor? You, Nick, Nick's on. The, are you on the? Can you can you do that for me? Can you put that up now? Can y'all do me a huge favor? Y'all know I don't never ask for nothing. But my baby girl didn't get to graduate 2022. Mm. I mean 2020, she didn't get to walk across the stage because of COVID. So by the grace of God, if she hadn't gotten her master's, she wouldn't even have had that experience. I walked across the breads. Yeah. My son walked across the breads. Now she's about to get to walk. Across. Carl walked across the breads. Yeah, this is my baby girls. I did uh, too. Yeah, you, that's you, Carl, me, and all of us. Candy, yeah, everybody. come on, you know what I'm so, so I don't oh, care. Oh, definitely send Jada a couple dollars. Yeah, please. For sure. I don't care what it is. Hundred percent. Tell her congratulations. Right. I don't yeah. care if it's five dollars, ten dollars. She ain't gonna blow your money. Just tell her you're a part of her family. You're a part of the uh, ETA family, and you just want to say congratulations to her. Is that all right? Can I just get a hand? You gonna give her at least five dollars? Let me see your hand. Just, just bombard her. All right. All right, let's do it. Oh, I see the cash app up already. All right, congratulations, Jetty baby girl. We love you. Um, all right, let's go. Question. Yep, couple questions. I can't see, so help me out. There we go. All right. Name and where you from? Let the people out in listening land hear you. Okay, let's get a mic that works. All right. Yeah. Name and where you from? There we go. All right, we're here. Okay. Uh, Mark Cooks from Los Angeles, also known as Black Superman. Go blue. Um, my question. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. So my thing is, you know, being an entrepreneur, like I said, being a leader, being a businessman, I took the DISC assessment, and I'm actually at high D, high I. I'm 81D, 81, 81I. So sometimes I'm straight gorilla, like focus, let's go pilot. And then I love the relationship. I love bringing people together. My challenge is I'm really good at the relationship part, but the driving part, I'm going to be honest, sometimes it gets uncomfortable for me. I know how to make decisions. That's why I'm glad you guys said that. But when I have to make decisions that make people uncomfortable, it hurts their feelings 
or it make causes the decisions. <laughs> make, no, I'm just saying, make the decision. But when I make the decision, make it's the like decision. They quit on me. Make the decision. Make the decision. They're not quitting on you because you make the decision. They make. They quitting on you because you iffy about making a decision. Hear what I just told you. You you torn about making a decision. So because you're torn about making a decision, when you tell them make a decision, a part of you rough make a decision, a part of you come off make a decision, part of you you back and forth back and forth. So because you caught between two opinions, they caught between two opinions. Do me a favor, make the decision. Don't worry about how people feel. You're doing two things at once. If it's time to do a decision, do a decision. If it's a family reunion and it's time to be lovey-dovey with the person you're close to, be lovey-dovey. But if it's a decision, you use the gift of decision to make a decision. You don't worry about all the other stuff. All the other stuff will work itself out, which means what? When you make the, when, like, C don't care about what I think about his decision making. As a matter of fact, it used to get on my nerve back in the day. But I'm grateful that he kept doing what was right because I start making the adjustment. You making the adjustment to them, and that's why they leaving. If you would stand strong like he stood strong, I eventually saw what he was doing. Now I value decision making, and I'm trying to get on his level. So stop worrying about the people and what they think about the decision. Put all your energy on the decision and watch your results blow up, and you blow up, and God will bring those people that can handle hey, the type of personality you have. Just real quick, do you believe that the decision is for their best interest? 100%. Oh, we're done then. What does that mean? Yeah. My name is Ashley. I'm representing Omaha, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. Um, Omaha? Yeah. Way I got a friend from Omaha. I thought I just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not from there. <laughs> um, so the other day, you talked about David and Jonathan. You know, some of us need to just figure out which one we are. And I, as you were saying that, I've been trying to be a Jonathan and then realizing, like, when you were saying about the responsibility, I've been running from that David kind of responsibility because I respect it, I honor it, I know what it is, and I didn't want no part of it. But um, when it comes down to the number three, you talked about making the sacrifices. What are the type of sacrifices that David has to make and what are the type of sacrifices mm. that Jonathan has to make? David has to make, da David has to make kingdom decisions. <clears throat> Dave, David has to think about macro. CJ has to think about, and I have to think about the, the masses, right? Jonathan has to think about David. Carl has to think about what does he need. He don't like that kind of mic when he on stage. Right? Just now, the dude in the back, you know, my man don't know me. So my man like, I got this mic, I got this, what you want? So I'm trying to, you know, my man coming to me struggling. What whichever mic you want me to have? Carl like, uh-uh, bro. He don't like that. Get E this one. So Carl has to think about me so that I can think about you. He has to make sure whether it's water, whether it's, um, what time we doing it? He don't like evening stuff, so we're gonna get E on in the morning. Like, he prefer to be outside. Even though being outside is going to murder me as a videographer, I cannot control the environment the way I can inside. But if I take E on the inside, we gonna, it's gonna murder E. E gotta look out for them. I can't be so selfish that I'm like, I, it don't make me feel good as a videographer. I have to position E to be the best king he could be and E got to be the best king he could be so we can have the best kingdom we can have. Does that make sense? So one is focused on the kingdom and one is focused on the person that's running the kingdom. 
And this is how you know which one you are. Because you would prefer to help the person than you would to be in the spotlight. And let me say something to you. Don't you ever look at that as beneath another role. Because if you ask me, that role is the most important role. Man, I tell y'all this all the time. I, and good, Carl got to mature and grow in his own identity. That don't got nothing to do with me. But I tell y'all, out of everybody in this room, y'all are more blessed by Carl than y'all are any of us. Because none of us don't know the code to the pack. Like, I don't, if you say it right now, I'll kill Jada. If you don't give me the password to Facebook, I'm like, Jada, I love you, boo. I love you, boo. I don't mean no harm, baby girl, but I'm just, there's no way I can answer that, sweetheart. I'm sorry. We had a great run. We had a great run. But I don't know what that is. You, you feel me? So all the videos, the videos that would go out, you know, the thank God it's Mondays. People come up to me, man, that video changed my life. I had nothing to do with that video. As a matter of fact, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, e, season eight, uh, video 12, the one where you said I am, I said I said I am in about 40 of them jokers. The one where you said make the rest of your life the best of your life. I was like, oh yeah, that one. I'm so grateful that one changed your life. I don't know what you're talking about, why? Because after I say it, I've never seen the video before. After I go in the studio and I do my part, I've never listened to a pod, eat that podcast when y'all was. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard the podcast before. After this, I, I will never go and push play and roll down the road and listen to it. Now that might change, because some dude came up to me, he was like, E, bro, bro, I made 12 million this year, bro. I listen to all your videos. I'm like, which ones are you listening to? <laughs> I'm gonna, Can you give me the order of those jokers? I'm about to start listening to those, because I ain't been listening to those. You feel what I'm saying? And so Carl, to me, has one of the most important roles as we have started and moved forward, because he's taking care of us and we take care of you guys. Yeah. Hello, uh, Candy with a K from Birmingham, Alabama, by way of Atlanta. And this question was more like uh, more so around relationships. Uh, so yesterday, uh, E, I remember you saying, oh no, the day, the day before, you were talking about how, you know, some people, the first time somebody does something you don't like, you cut them off. And uh, I'm kind of struggling with. I feel like I'm in an area of my life where I gotta elevate and I know everybody can't go. I gotta get uncomfortable and, you know, just really put some stuff to the side. But I'm also in a place where I'm like, I just turned 30. I'm, I don't know how many more close friends or best friends I'm gonna find or meet. So I don't wanna be that person that every time something happens, like I move off integrity. So if somebody crosses me, initially I'm like, I'm what done with you. What does cross mean? Stab in the back, do something to me that I wouldn't do to you. Okay, no, no, no. So, it, do they stab? Do they cross you in preference? Like you don't like that preference that they have, or do they cross you like on some integrity stuff? Integrity. Okay, so then that's not a question. If you cut me integrity-wise, I'm done. Cause you're okay. gonna keep doing. You, if you a snake, you're gonna keep biting. So if that. So if we have integrity, listen to me very closely. We do not. I repeat. We do not have the same preferences. I repeat, we do not have the same preferences. When, as I'm looking in this room, what I see and what he sees, what he sees and what he sees is four different things. We do not have the same preferences, but we, we don't even share the same religion. We don't even share the same religion. Mustafa is my, my, my dog. Mustafa's a Muslim. 
We both Christians, but we ain't the same. He's a Muslim. I ride with Mustafa more than I ride with 90% of Christians. Why? Because me and Moose don't share the same religion, but we, same, we serve the same God and the same values. So I don't deal with people from an integrity standpoint. If I leave my wallet and I can't trust you, I leave my kids and my wife with you and I can't trust you, we're not, I, we, we on an integrity issue. We good on that. But if we have a preference issue, we can work around that because God doesn't want all four of us to be on the stage the same person anyway because then we're not going to be able to be successful. So you have three of us that have preferences, some high and low. You got one of us, Black Panther, he probably got a Marby operating all them jokers. I don't know how he put it off, but he a little bit of everything where he need to be it, right? But all four of us are different, and when we show up, we gonna murder you because we different. So I've never gotten rid of any, me and my boy LD to this day. I'm in Cali, L coming in, power washing the crib, washing the car. I passed L a long time ago. He never got his GD. I passed him academically a long time ago, but I didn't pass him character. Without a GD, he still got more character than 90% of these people in this room. And he still took care of my wife and my kid. That's my dog. Money don't make us separate. It just means because you decided not to get your degree, it just means there's some places that I'm gonna go that you can't go, but you always welcome in my house. You may not be welcome in the boardroom, <laughs> you feel me? You, I'm not, matter of fact, I'm not in the boardroom. They in the boardroom. I ain't even in the boardroom. So you hear what I'm saying? You, no, 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 I wanna make sure you just what I said. They go to the boardrooms without me. Not that, but they're not going in the boardrooms without me. Does that make sense? They're going without me because that's not my, they like, E, you can't do nothing in here but mess this up. Okay, now when it's time for church, go on, we gonna bring you in for church. But you come up in here talking the wrong talk, you gonna mess all this up in here. But when we go in the room, all of y'all are in the room with us because when we make this money, Everybody in their own way is going to get what they need. So integrity, cut them. Preference, bring them closer to you because the fact that you have a problem with their preference, meaning that iron is sharpening iron and they're making you a better human being. Thank you. This is me. You're pretty good at this, man. Well, I'm good at what you let me do. <laughs> I'm Drew Mitchell Gelfi. I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, in being vulnerable and transparent in communication, um, I'm working on myself, and I believe that there was an internal, external trigger that caused me to drift a little bit. So I have an ask of you, E, and the team. Uh, I'm looking for clarity. I want you to be clear and concise with the message that you're delivering. Um, you said there were three things yep. that will change your life. Yep. And I received that message as, you're going to give me one, you're going to give me two, you're going to give me three. Yep. You sent one was become a great decision maker. Yep. And I did that. And I was looking for you to say two and then three, but I, I don't know if I missed it or not. You did, but I would say it again. Two okay. was take risk. Yep, two was take okay. risk. And three is make the sacrifice. We was going to get to that, but we, let's get to it now. So, and, and so for real quick, record, can I deliberately interrupt? When you said three, do the sacrifice, did yeah. we get there or did we not get there? Meaning? I'm asking, when you said three was uh, make sacrifice? Yeah, make a sacrifice, like did be willing I, to make sacrifice. Did I miss that? I'm just asking if I missed it. Oh yeah, earlier I just said all of them. Okay. But quickly, apparently. Okay. And that's why we were going to do, we did one, then we did risk, and then we're going to end with sacrifice. Okay. So we're going to go there, but this, right now we were just talking about you have to take the risk. I appreciate that. Right? Which again. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't even know you said three. I was yeah. like, I was rolling with the vibe. My man was like, no, I need all three. You said three things to change my life. I got two. I'm about to go home messed up. I know that's right. Hey, hey, you, but hey. I didn't know if I was distracted. No, no, you, hey, you, you all, know, hey, you paid hey, hey, your money. Ask your question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I missed day one. Yeah. I told you that. You know what's crazy though, Drew? When people see me on the streets, they'll be like, E, in the guru story, uh -huh. you said three things. Now, back then, I didn't have three. <laughs> I just used to say three yeah. to get your attention. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a part of the swag. You know what I'm saying? So I got hey, three hey, things hey, for you tonight. Hey, the E just wax deep the whole time. I knew the day though. Self talk? Like, Drew, where you at, bro? Decipher your own three out of that hour. It happens all the time, Drew. Okay. So we'll, we'll, get to, um, we'll get to the last one in a minute, but where were we, Mo? I'm sorry. Oh, you said he's pretty good at this, and then you stopped. So we ready to go to the last oh, one? Oh, he had a question. That, okay. was, in that, that was his oh, okay. question. We got uh, another uh, question. Yeah, the third one, sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Chris yeah. from London. Um, just a couple of things. So first of all, I just want to thank God. That's our third year here, and we're still Man, shout out. Hold on. Shout out to the UK, brethren. How many, we got more people from the UK here this time. Oh, make some noise uh, for the UK. the UK one time. Come on, y'all. That's a far way to travel. Man, they've been here consecutive. I think y'all was on the cruise ship, too, huh? Oh, cruise ships. They've been on the cruise oh, ship. Oh, the cruise all. ship. I'm talking Sister, about. Sister, what do you mean? They all here. Get to your muster station. That's old school phenomenal life right there. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you, but I think. It's changed every year for me. I feel like when I'm with you guys, I'm with like coach. And when I was with one-on-one -on -one with E, it's like, imagine training with Jordan and Kobe every day. And I remember the first year I come, I was like, I just can't wait to take pictures with you guys. I don't want pictures with you guys now. I want information. Like, I'm yeah. not interested in posting. Like, I, that's not what I'm here for now. Like, I'm with E. Like, I, this is amazing. Like, that's gone for me now. I'm like, how can I tap into your brain? So I want, it's less information now. But the small information that you do, like, I take that and then I'll be running with it and now we're here. So I'm looking forward to spending more time now and come to Absolutely. Cali and, and get that more time. But I just think the five pillars that Jamal talks about, this is the bit that I'm struggling with. Every time I get one to a nine, one goes to a five or six. So, for instance, hmm. health and fitness. I, I built a gym in my house. I've decided to open up another home. But then... Training went down because I, I was spending so much time there for, let me get up earlier, but then I'm shattered by the time, so that goes down. And then I think, right, concentrate on training for a little bit. I do three, four months, things are going great. But then I look, I'm cruising at business again. And then I think, right, family, loads of time with my little girls. But then my training goes down and business. So it's like, damn, like, I'm winning at loads, but something's always giving at the other. And I'm like, how do I get these five pillars to all a consistent man and still keep my mental health, still keep sane at the same time? Yeah, man, it, it, and it's something that most people struggle with, and that's why it's so important. You know, you, you, it, and what, what I try to show people with those five pillars, and it takes time to get it, right? It's not something that you're going to do overnight, but it's something that you need to do every night, right? I don't go to bed. I don't go to bed. I mean... When you, like I was telling Carl, when Carl was talking about, hey, Jamal, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so busy, I'm missing my workout today. And I'm like, did you brush your teeth? Yes. Did you eat today? Yes. Did you have time to, to, to put on clothes? Yes. It's like you find the time to do the things that's important. So it, it, you, you, have to, it, you have to be conscious. What I found out, so I just got through working out, right? I went, I went in hard. 
for the last 75 days, I just lost probably, I was at 237 right now. I got on the scale today. I just told see, I just lost three pounds yesterday. I'm at about 215 right now. I, and, and, and I've been having trainers come into my house, right? I've been talking about, I have trainers coming to my house, two different trainers been working me out, and this was beforehand. I've been doing everything, but what I noticed is something happens when you, when you get intentional about something. Something happens when you really just go in and focus on the thing that you're focusing on. Not just working out because I'm supposed to work out today, but working out with a purpose. When you, nothing has changed, my trainer is doing the same thing that we were doing before. The thing that changed was that it was me mentally. Mentally, I didn't just work out anymore. It's like how I talk about real estate. I don't do real estate. I have become real estate. That one statement, if you think about that, one person is doing real estate. Hey, Jamal, man, I, I looked at 10 properties. I can't find a property yet. Oh, man. When I tell people that I have become real estate, it's not a day that go by in my life that I have not dealt with real estate. I have not done something with real estate. It has become my life. It's like having a left arm. It's part of me. In that same kind of way, you make those five pillars. You need to change your, if your working out gets in a way with spending time with your daughter, then you need to get up earlier before your daughter gets up to work out. You have to make it happen. You have time. There's other guys that's doing it. I don't have more time in Chicago than you have in London. So I'm sitting here telling you, bro, you have time and it will change your life. Before you change your body physically, mentally. This is what it's all about. And it's showing you that when you go through this, when you go through these five pillars and you do it every day, I promise you I won't go to bed. I won't go to bed until I, until I have my first thing I do. I knock, the first thing I do when I wake up is faith. I'm focusing on one scripture. I don't need to go read a whole chapter in the Bible. I just need to focus on one scripture and commit it to memory. Commit it not just to my mental, but to my heart. I go through and then I send it out to family members so they can go ahead and commit it to theirs. After, I'm, after that part is done, I'm, and Camille can tell you every single day, CJ can tell you, if I'm at his house, what do I have on my cell phone? Gospel. I have gospel music playing every single morning. The first thing I do, just to get my spirit right, just to get mentally, you know, just to get my spirit right for what's about to happen. Right after that, I'm going straight into my workout. I'm going into my workout now. My wife now, I never told Camille one day, I've been working out every day since the age of 13. Never told my wife one time that she needs to start working out. But something happened when she saw me start working out twice a day. I work out two times a day. She saw me work out twice a day. She said, man, I can at least do once. My, my son, never told him he got to work out. Six years old, he comes downstairs with me and he just lays right down and he's doing sit-ups. And he's right there looking at dead. The reason why the pillars are so important is because you're always showing your family and your kids something. What I'm trying to show them, so even though I'm trying to be a better husband, even though I'm trying to love God, even though I'm trying to work out for my health, I'm also exposing my children and my family to what a godly man looks like. I'm exposing my children how they should keep their health up. Everybody in my family got a trainer. My two daughters, they drive an hour from the house. They drive an hour from the house to go meet with their trainer. They see, but it come easy to them because they've seen dad do it for years. So it's like this is more than just you by doing this. So you have to do it because your daughter's watching you. She's watching you. She's watching every single move you make. Not only is your daughter watching you, everybody else is watching you. So that's what, and that last pillar of freedom, freedom is what it looks like now. 
I'm showing everything that I'm doing, I'm doing it so that we can have the freedom to make decisions. We didn't tell my daughter, all right, what college you want to go to, um, well, these are the, see, it's about that left side of the menu mentality, right? I didn't want to say these are the colleges that we can afford. You need to pick the best school out of the ones we can afford. I didn't even say, all right, these are the schools that gave you a scholarship. Pick the school, pick the best school out of the schools that gave you a scholarship. It was pick the best school that you want to go to because this is the school you choose. She could have chose any school in the country. That's freedom. That's freedom, man. And so that's what this whole thing is about, man. So those five pillars, and um, it's amazing. We didn't announce it yet. We actually don't announce it at the men's conference. But actually, with Carl, see, you go back to Carl again. Carl, we, man, me and Carl, man, it's so crazy. I got a relationship with everybody up here. But me and Carl, we got our, our, I don't even know what you call it, a mastermind brotherhood. He like a little brother, even though we only separated by maybe a year or two. But we get on the phone all the time, and we just discuss life. We don't have no agenda or nothing. We just discuss she, life. Got her number. And um, Carl was just like, man, people need to know these pillars that you're doing. And so Carl, <laughs> Carl went and found an a, a, a app guy, and we're creating an app right now where it's every day where it can help you with your five pillars. Every single day, you cannot go to bed. It's going to be called Five Pillars in 50 Days. You got 50 days and you cannot go to bed until you mark off on this app, until you mark off that you have went through all five pillars and what it's doing is going to create a habit in you. And that's what it's about, bro. You just haven't created a habit. It's, duh, I, 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 can, I work out without even knowing that I'm working out. I, I aggressively spend time with my children, my wife, without even knowing. You know, I'm on autopilot. It's, I do it without even, I could be out of town, me and CJ, and I got to talk on the phone. I, gotta, I still pray on the phone for my children. I still do those things. So that's it, man. It's just got to become a habit, bro. So, yep. So I can ask my question now? Number. Okay. Number. My name is Ashley. I'm from Los Angeles. The other day you talked about agape, surrounding ourselves yeah. with agape people. Yeah. And someone told me that they see me listening to old episodes of podcasts and listening to audiobooks because I don't have friends who are feeding me. Um, and I'm wondering where do we find those people? Um, like oh, they're right here. They're all right here. <laughs> Uh, pe people, can you raise her hand so she can find the people? <laughs> here are the people right here. Yeah, they're, they're right here. Yeah, right here. Yeah. So pick, raise your hand again. Raise your hands again. So, so pick a few of them, okay? Just, it, it's, it's your draft. No, for real, it's your draft. You get to pick your team. So before you leave, pick two or three people and then continue to grow from there. All right, thank you guys. Yeah, my, in that vein of picking teams, my mind is on that question, too, because you talked about being a master recruiter and picking better talent. Mm -hmm. Now, if everybody is going to uh, Carl to talk to Carl, you know, how do y'all pick out the great talent to build a team around when you got around that type Carl. of situation? Um, we pick people who are phenomenal in their area. Um, so let's say, for instance... You so, so I'm saying they're not coming directly to you. So like on my team, people, most of the time, they're oh, not coming so to me, Carl, so they avoid it. One of the yeah. things is Carl knows that it's his responsibility to be the ear. So because he's an ear, they come to him. But then he knows when he finished listening, it's a, it's a system. Now, he has to decide based on what he heard, I think I should, they should go to CJ next. Or I think 
Oh, they need to go. They said they need prayer. Okay. They probably need to go to eat. Oh, they said they want real estate. Okay. Mall. Three-way. This person's about to call you. So it's Carl's job to listen because he's the only one that listens so they feel comfortable talking. And then after, I'm just saying, when you come to me, I'm talking. Why are you talking? I'm talking. You talking, I want to talk. You know what I'm saying? So that Carl will listen, and after he gets all the information, he knows where yeah. to put that. And I truly believe this. For all my small business owners, you, you can't afford to just have employees. Hmm. Like, I'm just being real. Like, if you, like, if you work in that doggone, like, McDonald's, you over a trillion serve, like, you probably could just have people to just show up when they want. Like, your job is to find people who actually care. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. Now, they're not going to care on the level that you are, right? That's why I got kicked out of staff meetings early. Like, y'all know, for those of y'all who don't know, I got banned from staff meetings about five, six years ago. Because I wanted everybody to care as much as I cared. But then what I realized is, oh, you don't have to care about the whole as much as I care about the whole, but you need to care about your role as much as I care about my role. Does that make sense? And so we, uh, when you got a small, you can't, you got a small business, you can't have somebody who's just like, oh man, my, I ain't even feel good today, so I ain't gonna, like, that's gonna kill you. That's the fastest way. You put money out and nothing's coming back in. You have to find individuals who care about, if they don't care about the company as much as you do, now we had that up here, but you have to find somebody who cares about their own integrity as much as you do, and they're going to show up and they're going to do a great job for you because that's the quickest way to have a grand opening, grand closing, is to be paying folk who ain't doing nothing. Yeah, can I say this? When she asked, brilliant question, Dave, Jonathan, here's how you kind of figure that out. So when they told me what happened yesterday, I was like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. But I, here's what I told the young lady that, you know, that was telling me. I said, if you ask me, this is how I make a decision on people. This is where I know where to place you. It don't mean you an evil person. I know where to place you. If you never bear the responsibility, then I know not to give you the responsibility. But I'm only going to pay you so much. Listen to what I tell people. I don't pay you the big bucks because I want to pay you the big bucks. I pay the big bucks because if I'm out enjoying my wife and you got a challenge, you're going to handle it. You're going to make... So I just was like, oh, stuff happened to all of us. Did my man bear responsibility to act like he don't care? Because if you act like you don't care, then I'm stuck because I, I'm relying on you to stop. Like, you are, if, if, if the boat is in the hole and you looking at the hole like, well, I ain't create that. That ain't my fault. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm not mad at you. I just have to make sure that the person that is there and see that hole and know the boat going to sink, that they do everything they can to pop, to, you feel me? But when somebody goes, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't mess up, or I didn't do it, that means that you care more about your image than you care about the real situation. And I'm not mad at you for that. That's your, that's your prerogative. But C is the highest because I know if C knows it's going on, he's also going to do something about it which is why I wasn't the one that did it because there was a time that I took flight. So I'm, I'm not going to do it, but he going to take that. So when somebody calls me and goes, man, I got a way you can make money without C. I'm like, I know we can make money together, but will you bear the, can we bear the responsibility together? Meaning that if you help me do what you say you're going to do, are you also going to help me manage the, so I'm just putting it like this. When me and my wife buy products, if the company that's selling it don't put it together and they don't, and, and they don't ensure that it's going to get done right, I don't work with them. So I got a dude that gave me a, a random dude. I showed him the new crib. I want him to lay floors. 
the number he gave me, it was nothing wrong with the number. But I told him, I can't go with you. I'm going to have to go to Home Depot. He was like, why? Because Home Depot, Home Depot going to bear responsibility. You not. You mess up my floors. You just messed up my floors. I probably, you probably could do as good a job as they can. But the difference between you and Home Depot is Home Depot has a warranty on their stuff. You, don't have, you, you come in with work with no warranty. So there's no way I'm going to be able to get my money back or no way I'm going to be able to fix the situation because you refuse to bear responsibility. You want the check. You don't want the responsibility. Home Depot is saying if we screw this up, we come back, we fix it at no charge. That's what, when, I, when you got people right here, you need people that say, if I screw it up, I'll fix it. So my thing is, we all mess up. Can you fix what you messed up? If you can't fix what you messed up, you're not a bad human. I just can't have you right next to me like that. Yeah, so it was in the vein of also inside the organization, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. DJ got kicked out of the staff meeting. Like, a lot of my people yeah. don't come to me. Like, they'll go to, they only want to talk to me. Yeah. They want to talk to, like... Yeah. But they talking to you, they, they talking to me when they talking to C. Yeah. So we good. Or they talking to me when C's out the staff meeting, because whatever they say, I'm going to go, hey, C, um, this is what they said. This is the decision we got to make. But I'm going to be able to say it to C in a way that C can take it because I know who he is and I know his intentions. But everything that was said in that staff meeting, I'm filtering it and I'm bringing him nothing but the good parts. So then he can make a decision. Then I go back to the staff and say, now look, this is what we're going to do. We got three things. I'm going to do two. They're going to forget. A.E., what was the third thing? All right. Oh, see, what was the third thing you said? Okay. Here go the third thing right here. This is the course of action. We moving forward on this joker. Now, hear what I just said. Home Depot is willing to make the sacrifice and say, although we used all this lumber, because whoever we sent out didn't do what they were supposed to do, we're going to go back in the back and get you some more lumber at our cost. That's the sacrifice. And so when you get to a point, and again, I'm not trying to preach, but for those of us who are Christians, the reason why we rock with Christianity is because it is one of the religions where God, for God so loved the world that he sacrificed. He didn't make up a sacrifice. He didn't send no angel for the sacrifice. He sent his son. He gave the best thing he could possibly give, like sacrifice. I'm going to give my son. So guess what? He can, and, and that, in the context of Christianity, when you read the, 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 the Bible, and I'm sure each one has their savior, but the reason why it works is because he, God is saying, I made a sacrifice. So when I ask you to make one, don't trip because there are a lot of you that want what you want, but you're not willing to give up your son. And until you're willing, that was years I went without getting paid. I was committed to this. I was going to see this thing through. I was literally like, nope, I don't need to get paid from this. I don't need to get paid from that. I've been in my church for, for seven years, never got a check. I made the sacrifice. I'm not taking no check until everything is paid for. I'm not taking no check until we can pay our people. I'm not taking no check until... So when I say something on the board meeting and you tripping like Y.E.T. thinking he the only leader on the phone, I, I made the sacrifice, doggone it. You just showed up and said you wanted to be a leader. You ain't make no sacrifice. 
So when I say ain't no more talking, this is the direction we going in, I'm not saying it because I think I'm a boss. I'm saying, show me your sacrifice and I'll follow you. But I can't, I don't know if I can trust you because when we get in the deep water, you haven't proven that you're going to run back. But I'm going with Harriet because she's proven that she ain't never lost one. So we rocking with Harriet because Harriet, I see her track record. Your sacrifice is your track record. You talking about what you gonna do and can't nobody see where you put your money up? Can't nobody see where you put your family up? Where you put your time up? They ain't gonna rock with you. But when people look at, boy, this boy putting up videos for years. I just had one of the top draft, two years ago, top draft wide receivers in the doggone NFL hit me up. E, I said, what's up, uh, little fella? Man, I'm with this team, they not, they not. I'm like, all the people in the world, you don't even know me, you would call me? Why? Because he looked online for the last few years and like, yo, he making sacrifice. My man up on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 a.m., all them other people talking that talk about coming our program and we go, and as soon as you pay your money, whoever the leader is, you ain't never seen that person. You ain't never met that person. People know this, C there, E there, Carl there, everybody there. You know what somebody told me that I thought was crazy? I ain't even, I ain't even pay attention. The dude was like, yo, it's crazy. I was like, what? He was like, yo, I noticed at this conference, y'all came and all y'all wives came. Hmm. I was like, what does that mean? That's like what we do. They was like, but come on, let's be real. Other conferences, you they, they go, you don't never see their spouse. They on the solo, you don't never see their spouse, but you do see them with other people but you don't never see them with that. I didn't even know that they rock. I didn't even know that you don't. But that's what we talk about integrity. We're not talking. We're living it and then we're sharing with you what we live. So when you make sacrifices, man, you can ask for whatever you want. But if you're not willing to make the sacrifice, you can't, you, you, you can't demand certain, certain things from people. So that's that final one. For God so loved the world that he gave. Sacrifice, Jesus was like, yo, I'm cool. I, like, I see what you was doing with the saving of the people thing. That's cute. But I pray that this cup, like, whatever your mission was, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. At this point, we've gone too far. The walking on water was cute. The healing folks, the taking a couple blows. But now they talking about nailing me to a cross and, and treating me like somebody that deserved the cross. We, uh, can, it, it, uh, we got an exit strategy for this one? Nope. Nope. All right, cool. He went, came back the second time. Okay. Um, I know you said it wasn't an exit strategy, but is there an exit strategy? <laughs> you know what I'm is there an exit strategy? Like, nope. Okay. What, you have never seen Jesus and the Father not on one accord. Ever. This one time you see they're not on one accord. To the point, he says, even when he gets up there, why has thou forsaken me? This thing has gone too far. It's gone too far. <laughs> like, it was cool when you wanted to sacrifice me, <laughs> but now that I'm getting sacrificed, I'm good on that. And the Bible says that the whole earth went dark. Whole earth went dark. The veil was broken. Jesus felt like he, he did now. He, he was forsaken. There's no way you can question a person that's willing to give up everything they have for you. There's no way you can, there's no way. And so listen to me. Some of you, some of you in your relationships, you like, why my girl ain't? She don't trust that you will sacrifice everything for her. 
You say, but I got a job and I pay for everything. She like, ah, oh, that ain't got nothing. That ain't sacrifice. You money, you can give money away. I ain't getting your time. I don't have your heart. I, does that make sense? Grab that from there. Yeah, oh, you got it. Does that make sense? We got an alarm, Carl. Like he got it. We all got the same. We all one quick Carl. Like, leave. It. I got to hit the alarm. I can cut it off. So that final one is the biggest one, because there's a there's a how, how do I say this? Come on, God, give me the word. There's a level of credibility we want with people and we want to be able to talk and get people to follow us, whatever it is you're trying to do. There's a, your wife, you're trying to get her to submit. You, whatever you're trying to do and you're wondering why ain't nobody doing it and the reason why they're not is because they don't believe that you would make the ultimate sacrifice for them. But when you give up who you are for them and they go, I used to tell Didi all the time, when you go, when you go, when you, God told you to, God, you said God told you to submit to me. When you going to submit to me? She said, and the Bible says, and her desire should be unto a man. I won't submit to a boy. I won't submit to a boy. When you become a man, in every area where you become a man, I'll submit to you. God said, you're doing the wrong thing. You go in a hurry asking to submit. That's the, you got it backwards. Just go in the closet and become a man. And every time you come out a man, she going to submit and surrender more. And every time you, and every time you submit and surrender, become a man, grown men are going to follow you. If I didn't learn nothing else from Malcolm X, I learned that 500,000 men followed Malcolm because they thought he was a man. There's been no other African-American male that has had men, men, my women at church get on me all the time. Why you ain't got more women? You need to have more women. I said, I'm not trying to be funny. There are a lot of men pastors that can attract women in their congregation. There are, a lot, there are not a lot of men pastors who can attract men to their congregation. That's different. That's a different level. And so when we're willing to make the sacrifice, everybody is willing to submit in a godly way. So don't ever ask people to do anything until you become that thing. And once you become that thing, I didn't have to beg nobody to bless my daughter. My wife just sent me a text, laugh out loud. Jada thought somebody hacked her. <laughs> she thought she got hacked. She's so spoiled that she was getting money and thought she was hacked. But she was like, something going wrong with my cat, something happening, dad, something's wrong. I'm like, ain't nothing wrong, boo, you getting blessed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if, if the person you're with, business partner, kids, siblings, parents, whatever, if they're not doing what you want them to do, get out their face. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And if you want to make the world a better place, come on. Oh, he said podcast. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going. All right, I sit down. All right, I got to go. I'm sorry, I got to go. Give it up for E.T., y'all. Um, real quick, uh, man, it must have been 15 years ago. Uh, I got a call from my pops, and he was like, man, I heard this dude speak. You need to go talk to him. And he's on Michigan State's campus, and I'm like, okay. And it was like a Friday, and he called me on Saturday. It was like, hey, make sure you go over there. And he called me on Sunday. It was like, make sure you go over there. And he called me Monday morning, like, you on your way over there? And I was like, yeah. And I walked into the office, and um, 
I didn't know who this dude was. My dad was so impressed with his speaking and he came out the back and we've been rolling ever since that day. That night we actually went to uh, a youth prison and we spoke that night and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. And so essentially, man, like, you know, all of this got started um, because my dad was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And he was back mentoring some kids in my high school after me and my brother had both graduated. He was back mentoring and because of his sacrifice and, and being where he was supposed to be, you know, we're all here today and he's in the back of the room. So y'all help me give a hand clap to Pops in the back. Dad, stand up if you're back there. I don't know where he at. I can't see that far. There he is waving the towel. Make sure y'all show Pops some love, man, because he is the reason that we here. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, just wanted to say that, man, every time we do this and, you know, people show up, hundreds of people and, you know, pay money to, you know, kind of sit back and uh, watch, you know, what this guy has to say and what we've built and what we've created and you all have become a part of our family. It's just amazing. So I appreciate everybody for that. Um, in the words of... Uh, uh, Hello. Hello. Oh, Pop, oh, Pops back there. Okay, Pops got the mic. Come on, Pops. Give it up for Pops, y'all. Come on, Pops. I, they ran back here and gave me the mic. I have to tell the true story. Come on. <laughs> I heard E speak. I called you Friday. I heard E speak on Friday. I called you on Friday twice. I called you on Saturday once. I called you on Sunday once. Then I called you Monday morning to make sure you were there. Mm -hmm. So that's the real story about how they met. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. And I appreciate that, Pops, and, you know, again. Uh, I need to say this, too. Uh, go to for it. To be able to see this come to fruition is a blessing to me. It gives me chills every time I see uh, a meeting or a conference like this to know that my thought of what would possibly happen is happening. So thank you all for coming. Man, thank you, Pops. Love you, man. Uh, e ran out of here. Um, next, man, we have a very special treat. Uh, we have the, the nine to five millionaire himself coming to grace the stage. So um, why don't we take a five minute break and um, get a little stretch going. I'm going to get a mic back to Quest, but uh, I do need to close up this podcast. And by that, I mean, we out of here. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your